up, me gente? This is your boy, Al Mega. And what? Today we have a dope special with you because I have a great friend and ally over here, an ally of Comic Crusaders, but a great friend to Al Mega, a mentor, a man that's showing me the way in the path, you know what I mean? Which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Let me bring this legend on over right now. You know him as the, one of the hosts of the Who Would Win Show. And he's a terror throughout uh, social media, give me a what for when you get on that who would win socials. Let me tell you, him and Ray be killing it. The one, the only, Mr. James Gazzy. What my homie? How you do? <laughs> what is going on? I mean, I am on with uh, Al Mega, who's, uh, you know, first of all, I didn't know who you were describing when you brought me on the show, but uh, what <laughs> such kind words. The honor is mine. For those who are watching and listening, I got to tell you, Al Mega is the legend of legends. And uh, your name is um, very widely recognized. You're doing great stuff with the Comic Crusaders brand. And uh, I'll reveal more during the interview for why I just said that. Oh, I, I can't wait. Yeah, because I'm always shocked as to who knows me sometimes when I have my Crusaders on the scene. And that's one thing, folks. I could not attend personally this year. But you know what? I, want? I have a great friend on the West Coast, right? And James says, Yo, Al, what are your plans for SDCC? And then I said, well, and then things happen, and there we go. Next thing you know, homies out there, you know, showing Crusader love to the SCCC community. And, of course, doing his thing with the WWW show, which is amazing, folks. And if you're not listening to that podcast, y'all are missing out right now. I'll put it on the screen real quick before we get into everything, all right? Because if you're going to have questions for James, this is where you're going to send them at. Send them, you know, on Twitter, wherever, at James Gabsy. And, of course, follow the show, the Who Would Win show, on your favorite podcast platform, all right? Get it done. Show them the love. Now, James, bro, the weekend, SDCC 2023 is now past us. Uh, 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 Five-day, if you go on that Wednesday, you know, showcase of what's hot in pop culture, comics, cosplay, movies, TV, and more. Well, kind of movies, TV, with stuff going on. But, you know what I mean? But, but it kind of from what I understand, went back to its roots with a good focus on, you know, comics, right? So let's see what's popping, you know, what the rumors to, you know, with our man on the floor, Mr. James Gavs. Yo, let me know, kiddo, what was the first thing you attended and what was the opening energy like for you? Well, here's the deal. So I bring my older son, Rex, with me. He's my assistant. I go there for a lot of business as well as just to enjoy the con, right? So I'm there for a, a duality, if you will. We take the train from Los Angeles all the way to San Diego. It's about a two and a half hours. It's awesome. And the energy was already there on the train. Everyone on the train going for Comic-Con, everyone's talking about what's going to happen this year. Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be worse? And I had a sneaking suspicion it was actually going to be a lot better. And it was. So immediately we get off, go to the hotel. Shout out to Margaritaville Hotel. It's an amazing hotel. They upgrade us right away to a suite. I'm like, what's happening? It well, was when amazing. when they see things, Gatsby, they heard of who would win. They don't want to mess around. So they're like, all right. <laughs> I mean, the, the honor was theirs. And I, I let them know that. But no, seriously, they absolutely treated me like gold. In fact, the whole weekend, uh, my son and I were just treated like VIP superstars. And that's part of the magic that is Comic-Con. The one thing I will say, if I had to sum it up in a sentence for this past five days or what have you, it's that the flow was much better. Okay. Yeah, the flow was much better. I'm talking about the energy flow, if that's such a thing you can actually talk about over Comic-Con, but also the physical flow of people. 
was much more even. There was no massive Hall H kind of thing happening. As a result, every other panel you can think of, the vendors, the convention floor, there was a much more spread out flow of traffic of people. And I got to tell you, the stress level that I typically feel, because people are trying to sell stuff, (laughs) then they're trying to get people to go to a certain panel. It's almost like they're trying to rob the attention. And I get it. It's promo, promo, promo. That wasn't there this year. Wonderful. Like almost every panel was well attended. And there was, you know, for the first time, I remember I was buying gifts for my kids and my wife and the whole thing. And it's like I'm talking to vendors and they're relaxed because they're selling out of their stuff. For oh. some reason this year, I don't know what happened, but people, in my sense, were buying more things. It was oh. really, really quick. Yeah, vendors were selling out. They were happy. Everyone's like, there's so much laughter. You know, lines are forming, but they're very cool. There's no stress. I don't know what happened. The and I always thing. have a, It's the it celebrity thing. I think it really is. That, that induces stress. It's a high cost. People are waiting online for hours, you know, creating tension, you know, in the air. And that, you know, so the energy fluctuations are not great. So I... You know, no disrespect. I love my media people out there. Hollywood, absolutely. But again, this is called Comic Con. So that means that people, like you said, no hard H. That means those 5,000 people that would normally be in that room now roaming the hall, you know, the actual hallways on the show floor. Oh my God, they, they are attending the show. Listen, I'm a producer. There's stuff I can't talk about. There's stuff I can talk about. But I definitely had a little bit of um, a different viewpoint when it came to the Hollywood issue. And listen, let me just say something straight. I support the people who are on strike right now, you know, the writers, the actors, uh, and never mind everyone else who works below the line on top of that. They're trying to make a living. And when people say, well, just find another job or do something else, here's what a lot of people don't understand. You can't put... Uh, part-time effort and work into writing, into acting. It's a full-time commitment. When you're not doing something that you're getting paid for, you're preparing for it in anticipation of something you may get paid for. So you can't just say, you know, today I'll be an actor for three hours. And then for the other five hours, I'll work as a consultant somewhere. It just doesn't work like that for the vast majority of people. You can't because then you won't be good at what you do. With that being said, the 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 fact that the press like the people like coming out to do interviews and what have you they were so very much appreciated we always are don't get me wrong but this year something you know people were like you know the attention we need to kind of really pump this up and you know i went to um it was infinite rabbit holes who had this great um uh, augmented reality game, and and it's uh it's called Arkham Asylum Files: Panic in Gotham City. I'm gonna write a great article about it for uh, okay. Comic Crusaders, and they uh, rented this cool office slash house space, just you know, in the Gaslamp District outside of the convention center. They I walk in, they had food, they had drinks. It was just this amazing thing. They had stuff to give away, and they treated the reporters, the media, like gold. It was Beautiful. really really cool. They upped their game. That is, I always get treated well. But this was like I was a VIP walking in, talking with the CEOs. It was just a VIP weekend, bro. The hotel, the show floor, the the, the you know the, the little joints like that. Those invites. That's what I miss, and I love that. See, SCCC, yes, you're right. It's always treated media well. But damn, you're making me feel jelly that I didn't go because I, I I understand what you're saying, and I 
oh my gosh, it must have been awesome. <laughs> it, it was it was absolutely incredible. And you know, I gotta tell you, as a dad, I felt great because you know, as a dad, you always want to provide a great experience for your for your kids, especially for my son Rex. We've been going to Comic Con for about five years yeah. now. And his eyes were like lit up. He was smiling nonstop and he was loving every second of it. And by the way, the other reason I love SCCC is because when I do have meetings or even do interviews with people, whatever it is, they treat my son like gold as well. So it's just like that special, special place. My hat is off to everyone uh, at SCC for doing that. Now, um, with that being said, I got to tell you the big, big lesson here, the big lesson here is for press to start to realize how important they really are. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that came out this SDCC because there was less to report on. I went to an expanse panel where, you know, where they did this really releasing this telltale games uh, game. Yes. It was absolutely looks. Yeah. Telltale is back in the house. People they're back in the business. <laughs> and this is their first offering. Right. And I'm a huge expanse fan and they're using one of their, it's a prequel series for one of their great characters named drummer and the actor, she couldn't be there, but she did a cool video clip. So we, we go to interview the director and, you know, the gaming director, the visual director after, you know, in the press area, um, at the Hilton Bayfront Hotel, and it's this nice, beautiful thing. You walk in, you're expecting to see probably at least 20 to 25 other press outlets there. And remember, I'm a fan. My son is a fanatic when it comes to the Expanse, and there was maybe, I don't know, uh, half the normal press that are there. Now, oh, what did the Expanse... No, that's okay, because what did the Expanse do? Those team, they're a first-class team. They're like, hey, you know you're 15 minutes? Take as long as you need. We were sitting there oh. for about 40 minutes with them, and what? I'm the one who had to say, listen, we, we don't want to take up more of your time. And the, the PR person and the, and the people from the expanse are like, are you sure? We love talking to you. And I'm like, no, no, no. We seriously, we don't You're want to. You're blowing my mind, James. You're it was blowing crazy. my mind. It was Do you crazy. know how shitty it is? Folks, you have no idea doing a round table. I remember my, my awesomest one was when I got to speak to the Batman Beyond, uh, you know, but it was round table. Kevin Conroy was there, you know, one of those opportunities before he passed. Wow. I got to talk. I have one more question. They're like, no, he's got to go. He's got to go. I said, one more. In the get, shout out to Gary. He just looked at me. Do you want to ask any more questions? I guess, okay, I'm sorry, Gary. <laughs> I'm jealous right now, you know? Damn. Yeah, sure. Well, it was, a, it, it was a different convention this year, right, Al? So it. this was a different situation, different scenario. And on top of that, um, I think I come across a little bit differently than regular uh, uh not regular, but than, than, the, than the press that normally comes in there. You know, I got a big personality. I look a little bit different than the we're not the thing. typical listen, no disrespect to me. I love my community, but we're not the typical nerds. They see me. One person looked at me one day when I was you know, I, I like to wear my leather jacket, my boots and all, and then they saw me holding a con, but they're like, And you like comics? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? Listen, that's my whole point. It's important to just be yourself, but also standing out really, really helps in a really big way. And, uh, and you know, I kind of know how to play the game a little bit, if that makes sense, and how to get people's attention, words to kind of avoid. You know, I go up to, um, you know, PR person all the time and say, hey, great, we're about to do the interview. Tell me what to avoid. What are they feeling like right now? You know, what do they want? Something that's kind of fun. Do they want a more in-depth, serious interview? Just give me the details. And they kind of look at me like, how do you know to ask these questions? I'm like, I've been on the other end, 
where I've had to talk to, you know, and tell them, hey, make sure the questions I'm getting are X, Y, Z. So it was just, and also it was just a huge collaborative effort. Everyone was there for the same reasons, to promote, to have fun, and to celebrate. And it was really a fan celebration. It was insane. It was crazy. I want to give shout outs to the NASA booth of all places. My son is doing a rocket science. Yeah, NASA. So we Whoa. go to the NASA You're booth. You're telling me I missed the NASA booth too. Oh and they God. were incredible. The that. nicest people, as, as they always are, by the way. And they were giving out pins. And I was like, oh, cool. My son's out. And, then, and they were like, hey, come back on Sunday. Ask for this person. We back, went back on Sunday. Like, follow me. And they went to the backyard, gave us pins. And then they started talking to my son and said, what do you do? My son loves rocket science. Anyway, it was just this insane, cool like yeah let's find out what you're about as opposed to just asking them questions and what have you it was really really cool the the community that really um kind of was the brightest in my opinion because everyone was fantastic but it was the voiceover community i've gotten to know through some projects i've done and some projects hopefully i get to announce really soon i've gotten to know a lot of people in the voiceover community these are actors just that are extraordinary and they were putting on these great panels where they couldn't talk about any of the new projects they're working on of course or even talk about past projects that were struck so to speak and they were putting on these comedic performances like hey we're gonna do some improv or here's a script and I'm going to tell you which voice. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, shout out to Adam MacArthur, Ellen Newlands, and a bunch of other great VO people I got to see and got to know. Uh, Vanessa Marshall was there. Just absolutely. And that's another community that loves its fan base, like absolutely yeah. adores its fan base. Because from my impression, most of the voiceover community, they were fans. And that fanat- that being a, a fan of something is what kind of prompted them to kind of get into voiceover acting in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they were blown that they were at Comic-Con. They're much blown they were at Comic-Con. And then they were blown, much blown again that they're actually on a panel at Comic-Con. It was so yeah. cool to see. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. One of the things that came out was that Keith David is back and he's going to voice Skeletor in the new He-Man. Oh, my God. He's going to voice Skeletor. I cannot wait. I think, uh, is he Skeletor, Skeletor or is he Hordak? No, I thought he was Skeletor. If he's Hordak, even better, I man. I don't care. You know what? With either or as a villain voice, yes, please. I've often described Keith David <laughs> as Jello. Like, you know, when you eat Jello, you can never get full because there's always room for more. Oh, like, yeah. more Keith David in anything. Yeah. If Keith David wanted to just be like, hey, I'm going to do a public service announcement, I'm like, great, sign me up. Love to just listen to it, please. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, I want to hear Keith David do a Who Would Win commercial now in his voiceover. <laughs> That would be pretty dope. You're going to be surprised. So let's kind of pivot a little bit to how people recognized Comic Crusaders. Oh, right, what's and going on? Yeah, let me know the the the, the four one one here, bro. I'm really interested in the change of who and where. <laughs> well, okay. So every every you know place I went to do an interview, right? They always ask, okay, who are you? Who are you here on behalf of? You know what kind of outlet it is? And I'm used to the typical questions they ask. This year, which was really cool, they would ask, okay, great. Who are you here on behalf of? I said, Comic Crusaders. They'd cut me off. Be like, oh, yeah, great. Okay. That was it. They were like, oh, great. Yeah, fantastic. Come on in. I okay. just had to say Comic Crusaders. The branding you have done, nice. good sir, for Comic <laughs> Crusaders, the goodwill to be able to walk in. And sometimes there were massive you know, amounts of people there who were waiting. You know, da, 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 and I just, you know, I go up to the I'm like, hey, how you doing? James Gavsey, I'm here to do the interview. Great. Comic Crusader, great, fantastic. Here's a seat. Do you want some water? Da, 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 da. Cool. I got treated better because I said I got to be lucky enough to represent <laughs> Comic Crusaders. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. That makes me feel so good. Uh, because my team says the same sometimes. They get approached, they get freebies. They're like, yo, what have you done here? I have friends in the film fast industry that are like, I said your name. They're like, they know you. How the hell have you built this web, sir? <laughs> 
it, you know what it is? I think it's um, quality. I think it's how you treat people. And I'm talking about you. And I think also it's just um, your passion comes out for wanting to just report and all cool things, geek culture that the fandom wants to hear about and wants to know more about. So I think you've been doing a fantastic job with that uh, over, I don't know how many years you've been doing it, but it's, uh, it's, it's not, um, it doesn't go unappreciated. Let me put it that way. No, thank you. It means a lot. I mean, I, and I do see it and I am very appreciative, you know, for, from publishers and companies to the fans, the listeners, you know, my, my team, my amazing team, you know what I mean? Russell Moore, yo, because they've been murdering it, you know, week in and week out, reviews, vidcasts and podcasts, you know what I mean? And this is great. This is all the things I've learned over time, how to build and put together. I've gained so much wonderful knowledge, James. And you, you know, let's pivot, like you said, a little bit more. You know, you placed a seed in my head not too long ago. You know, you sat me down, you know, virtually, if you will, and, and you know, kind of said, hey, Al, let me holler at you for a minute and, and offered very open advice just here. As a friend, let me talk to you. Pop, 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 pop. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm navigating. Not navigating. I'm still doing what I'm doing, but I am navigating. I'm, 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 I'm get, you know, expanding my highway, if you will. <laughs> to help people further, as you mentioned, because I do love to help, right? And uh, I feel that I have a lot of lanes. So I think it's time for the Almega Consulting Services business to uh, begin. And, um, you know, with, with my man James, I think together, brother, we're a powerful force that could help so many people uh, throughout different parts of the industry, you know, achieve uh, their goals and dreams. Well, do, do you want me to kind of say like how why this idea came to mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the okay. origin, brother. Okay, so just, here here's the <laughs> the Batman origin story of this whole the whole Almega Consulting business. Now, here's the deal: um, as you get to know more and more people, especially in entertainment, people will call you up, and I like to pull an Almega is like what I call it, where someone calls me and says, "Hey, I need this, this, and this, but I don't know where to go." I'm like, "No problem, I got a guy." Or they're like, "Oh, did it? What I, I need this type of information about this? No problem." talk to her, I'll make an email connection and you guys are good to go. And I do that because then when I need something or I need to find whatever, I've got a network of people and Al Meg has always been my go-to person for that, you know, without revealing too much. On top of that, you need someone who understands the industry, whether it's, hey, I need to do a Kickstarter for a comic book, I need to avoid wasting my time or what are the best comic book companies to go to or hey, what's going on with manga, anime or anime, whatever it is, who do I talk to, who are the insiders? And you need that person. That's Al Mega right there. So he has, you know, Al, when when I got approached by another company, I can't mention who, very famous person who wants to get into comic books. And they're saying, so how would they do it? We hear our stories. And they're, and they're giving me this big, amazing, awesome pitch. And I'm like, got it. I don't know. But <laughs> I got a guy. So I mentioned your name. They check out Comic Crusaders. I'm like, oh, my God, when can we talk? And then that's when it hit Oof. me. Because here's the deal, uh, ladies and gentlemen, who are fans of uh, Al Megan Comic Crusaders. The one issue I've had with Al for years, this is one issue that I'm hoping Al will overcome, is that sometimes he's too generous. He gives his time freely, which just shows you what kind of great person this is. But, you know, after a while, you got bills to pay. You got things yeah. you got to, you know, put money towards and what have you. And I think I, I, the, all that I did, I, I, it just hit me. I call up Al and said, Al, listen, man. I think you should be a consultant for all things related to geek culture with your insider information, your network of people. You know, this just makes so much sense to me. It was a phone call. I was actually on my way to the gym. I had to stop and pull over and be like, I need to tell Al this right now. 
And Al, I've had this conversation with a few other key individuals over the past probably 15 years, but never did I have that same conviction. Like I was never so sure Al Mega consultant. I was so sure that that fit together (laughs) beautifully. And that's, I think, what kind of sparked the conversation. And I really, really appreciate that. He definitely has sparked a journey in my head. You know, I've had, uh, you know, I took a month off, if you will, from the podcasting. And uh, in that time, it's great to think, you know, where I want to go, how I want to help, you know, scoop some knowledgeable books, you know, and, and going through them still, but definitely building myself up to be even a better asset for y'all. And, and thank you for, for telling me, ah, your time is valuable because I've heard it before, you know, but it's, it's you said, I, I'm just, I don't know, I'm, good, I'm a good natured person and I, I do got, not, I'll remain good natured, but I got to also understand that, as you said, it is a value. It has value. <laughs> it, it absolutely has value. Listen, my wife is this amazing attorney, okay, and she's also a genius, and she's my everything. I'm, you know, I just always got to gush about my wife. But one thing she makes very clear, and she's from Brooklyn, right, which makes her even more amazing. Um, but she says, "Listen, I'll do a phone call with you know someone who needs my help, whatever. I'll do a, a, an intro call. I'll give some advice, and if it's simply like, hey, go to this website or here, call this person, let them have that." But the moment it's like, wow, I got to spend hours on the phone with someone. Therefore, I can't spend that amount of time doing other things that will be making money or things I need to take care of. That's when you need to be compensated for your time because then it's you're treating yourself fairly as well. And Al, I've I've been seeing this on your behalf for years. Hey, you need (laughs) me to do this? Sure, I'll spend unlimited time with this person just to help them out oh they need to figure out how to stream over different platforms and they need to be walked through all of the software and the (laughs) application step by step yeah Yeah, i got nothing going on all day sunday let me help you with that and i think that's awesome that speaks volumes to you but i am that type of guy al where i'm like wait wait wait, wait, wait. hold on you got to treat yourself well and that means providing your insanely valuable information to those who need it and there are tons of people unfortunately who have done Kickstarters with amazing, for example, comic book projects, but the Kickstarter just didn't do well because they just didn't know how to navigate it. And Al, what you do so well and why you're going to be a successful consultant is because you enable people who are primarily amazing artists or storytellers or creators or even at whatever they're doing, they can focus on what they love to do and what they do best. And on the business side, the networking side, you can then circle in and be their superhero. That's why you're on top of many other reasons. You're an amazing consultant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've, I've gotten a lot of compliments over time from creators that I just give, you know, a little advice. You know, we have our, our podcast and I like to politic afterwards, you know, build more of that network. And I give them info and they stare at me like, I never thought of that. <laughs> I was like, well, there we go. You know what I mean? I love to help. But yeah, folks. I'll give you some information on where to reach out soon, but you can always hit me on the DMs, you know, come at, at the, the real Al Mega. Hit me there. Not on Comic Crew. Hit me at the real Al Mega. So if you hit me on Comic Crew, it's because you have a Kickstarter project and you need to be on a podcast, all right? <laughs> or you're a creator. I have a wonderful team, all right? But if you need help, hit me up at the real Al Mega on any social media, and I'll definitely be there to help. But again, James, thank you. Thank you for putting have, me on I this have, path, bro. I have one more thing I need to do to sell Al Mega. Okay, and I'm and I told some people to watch this who are in kind of insanely significant in the entertainment industry. If you have a desire to do a I don't know female led story on XYZ, whatever it is, but you're not sure where to go, 
use Al Mega's consulting services because he'll understand what you need, where to go right away. He'll save you an insane amount of time and get you what you're looking for right, right away. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know who I'm talking to who's listening to this podcast right now from a very big studio. Studios are still at work. They're still trying to find new IP and what have you. They're not creating more content yet. But um, Al Mega is your secret weapon. Al Mega is your resource. Al Mega is what's going to get you there. And Al Mega will put your project on the way side of the universe. Don't you worry, folks. <laughs> let's make it happen. I'm digging it. So, James, let's circle back now to SDCC 2023. What to you was the biggest personal highlight? There were so many. I mean, absolutely insane amounts of so many. My personal highlight was the dinner I got to do with uh, Adam MacArthur, Sam Frischman, who's his agent representing, uh, he was part of a CESC talent agency. Uh, in my opinion, the uh, at least in the upper echelon, if not the best talent agency report, you know, um, uh, representing voice acting and, and voiceover oh. talent. And uh, a couple of actors were there and some other agents were there and some friends of theirs. And we went to this great restaurant and we just had for two and a half hours a blast. We were supposed to go to a we all we were all supposed to go to a big party after I, you know, I looked at my son. and I'm like, you know what? We've had a long day. What do you want? He's like, let's just hit the hotel. They were cool with it. And we didn't miss the party at all because we had such a great time. It nice. just goes to show that, you know, as much as the convention's awesome, which it is, as much as the panels are fantastic and the, the stuff you can get there, the exclusive stuff you can buy and the people you meet, all of that's absolutely awesome. But um, it's the friendships you make, the people you get to know, the people maybe you've been talking to through social media, and now you get to see them in person. And it's like, oh, my God, it's yeah. you, the whole thing. I absolutely <laughs> love that personal connection you can make. Although yeah. there's one other thing, now that I think about it, there's one other thing that happened. Um, and that's with, uh, you know, the uh, Infinite Rabbit Holes uh, company when I did that demo for yeah. um, the Arkham Asylum Files. It's called Panic in Gotham City. It's, again, it's an article. It's a tabletop game that uses augmented reality within the game to expand it and make it better. It's Ooh. absolutely insane. So we're talking with them. I'm, you know, I'm hitting it off with the whole team. I mean, the executives. It turns into a, you know, press-related thing to all of a sudden, well, let's show you what we're doing with the product. And then we kind of went, did a deep dive and everything. Nice. And, you know, it was just absolutely incredible. So one of the people, the PR reps comes over and they hand me a this beautiful box it's it's actually one of their games and oh, wow. yeah the game goes for 150 dollars by the way and that's dirt cheap for what they offer you it's not a sales plug i actually bought one later yeah. and the reason why is because they're ready to they were like oh my god thank you for all the help and i gave them some advice please take this and i said i can't i really can't that's you know i i get it yeah. it's 150 dollars. it's something you put your time you're at, and it's beautiful i said i'm gonna buy one i'm gonna send it to my team and the moment they all just looked at me like you're gonna do what and i said i just think it's awesome my team really wants it and i do not want to take advantage of your kindness i want us to keep talking uh eventually hopefully they become clients of alamega you know the whole thing i wanted to build this really cool bridge and it was just so cool the realization that we connected past being just a press outlet yeah. Right yeah, now we're absolutely. actually saying, and they saw, I want your product to succeed in a big way. And I want to be part of the success. If it just means I'm someone who's a consumer of your product, fantastic. But now I get to talk with them and I'm talking with the developers and seeing what's going on. That's the connection you can make at Comic-Con, which is absolutely magical. Yes. Like you go to E3, you go to all these, these amazing conventions. You know what most likely is not going to happen? You're not going to become friendly and have a good connection with the inner workings the personnel there they're not gonna be like hey let's talk later because that way we can tell you more about a problem we get some get some advice from you it's probably not going to be that deep san diego yeah. comic-con 
I've never experienced another con like this where you can actually make that deep connection, become friends, show value. You get value back. It is absolutely crazy what 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 you can do there and who you're going to meet. Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, when I went in 2019, it was a time of my life. Al Mega slept four hours from, from Wednesday to, to, to Sunday. <laughs> I crashed when I hit you know um, home finally on that Monday morning. But yeah, that is the show, and New York is the same. You know, shout out to oh, wow. you know NYCC is the same. It's that networking, that energy. People know me, loved me over there. It, it, it was fun. It was, a, and of course, you know, I, I go branded up like a mother. So everybody, everybody, oh, there he go. With the yellow hat. <laughs> well, 2019 was also when you and I officially met in person. Yeah, man, for the first right? time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was like, where's this? Oh, James, hey, what's up, brother? You know, <laughs> I get, you know, it's, the, the biggest comment I got when people, if they've ever Zoomed with me or done a, any type of, you know, uh, remote kind of video conferencing with me, the number one thing I get is, I didn't know you were so big. I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of Zoom really, really small. Yeah. And I'm I'm about six three two sixty. So when they look at me, they're like, "You you 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 talk like a, a nice guy. You seem like a small little friendly guy, and you're this freakishly giant guy coming in." Uh, anyway, they don't get scared for long. It's all good. But I uh, I met Al Mega in 2019. It was at the Marriott at the Starbucks there. I remember a big hug. My son Rex remembers you. Um, and his biggest disappointment was that he wasn't gonna be able to see you in person again this year. But I said, "There's always New York Comic Con. Let's see what we can do." Oh, man, yeah, if you come to New York, it'll be a wrap, James. We're going to murder it. Murder it, all right? <laughs> it's going to be dope. Oh, that's awesome. Now, did you pick up anything extremely cool for yourself, That a, a, a buy that you, like, had to do, a geek buy? Okay. he. I have a little uh, problem uh, in that there's nothing I don't want. There's nothing <laughs> I don't want. It's like, what's that? You know, it's a bag of chips, right? You can't eat just one. It's either you yeah. eat nothing or you eat the whole bag within minutes. I walk into this convention floor and, you know, um, I, I, my daughter and I always want lightsabers because we do like really cool weapons, like Filipino weapons training. And we want okay. lightsabers that are durable. A uh, hint, hint, they're not. They look great. <laughs> They're not right. Um, I saw some really cool Captain America shields, and I'm like, cool. Can I throw this? Can I hit it? And they're like, no, 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 no. You, here's what you do: you can put it on your arm. I'm like, wait, that's it? And they're like, yeah. So I'm a little, I, I, I'm a little too violent, um, or want to play a little too much with this stuff. Um, what I uh, uh, didn't find that I was looking for because I'm a huge Kevin Conroy fanatic, I didn't find anyone who had um the batman adventures comic book you know the, the comic book based off the animated series from yeah. the 90s people are like wait that's what you want i'm like yeah you know it's a collectible isn't it they're like huh maybe but no one had that whatsoever so here's what i got for me i love comic books and one of the rare ways i treat myself is i sit down with like a hot chocolate because i am that kind of nerd <laughs> and i just say hey i got 30 minutes i'm gonna read some comic books you know and i have my favorite chair to read it and all of the cool press stuff I did and events I went to, guess what they were handing out? Comic books. Yeah, a ton of them. So I came home with like a little mini library of oh, graphic nice. novels and comic books, and I couldn't be happier. It was, nice. it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. A whole bunch of new shelf porn for Mr. Gazzy. Wonderful. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds uh, even better. <laughs> it is and i have tons of stuff porn over there so yeah you know well i try you know, to keep it distant you know <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other thing too how with my kids being a little bit older now i'm now allowed to have nice things yeah because, yeah yeah, yeah so it. now i know if i don't if i have something on the shelf it's not going to get you know the head's not going to get torn off or ripped apart and that's just my wife doing it never mind what my kids do yeah 
Look at these scammers trying to call out Mega. How dare they? You know they what? Heard, they heard about Sony. consulting services already, and they already. That's called. what I'm saying. Yeah, that was uh, that was Paramount saying, "Ow, how do we handle this this strike? We want to do a Kickstarter." Uh, I got you, man. You're you're gonna be great. We'll get it done. Oh, for real. James, bro. All right, so let them know before we go today. What's popping on the Who Would Win show this week? Ooh, okay. Well, the Who Would Win show, it's a fun podcast where uh, I get to debate with my co-host, Ray Sicanis. Hate that guy. He's actually a great dad and an amazing <laughs> debater, but you know we don't like each other personally. Um, we are debating Electra, who he's representing, and I'm repping Raish Al Ghul. Yes, that's the right way to pronounce it. It's Raish Al Ghul, not Raz Al Ghul, not Ruz Al Ghul. No, no, no. It's Raish Al Ghul. It's a Hebrew pronunciation with an Arabic uh, you know, naming convention. That's how deep I go with my knowledge. We're debating that this week, and you can get that wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, leave us a five-star rating and an amazing written review because it's just a nice thing to do. Yeah, it's an amazing show, folks. And look, I have it right there. Follow James. I mean, follow his boy, Ray. Listen, I was a guest on the show, and I was oh. surprised that I sided. James is my great friend, and I had to side with his enemy. Just the points were there, and this is what's great about the show. They, they, they're very articulate. They, they, the, the battles are there. You know, the points are good. You as a judge are going to be so well prepared. You know, you have to choose with your mind, not your heart, folks. You know, so, you know, I want the, James to win, but it's just Ray, Ray man, jeez. You know, listen, Al, I get it. Uh, Ray doesn't I'm have sorry, a lot of, bro. no, it's okay. Ray doesn't have a lot of nice things. I get it. He's not going to Comic-Con. He's like, how come I'm not going? I'm like, I don't know. Could be your personality. Could be your networking. I don't know what it is. And, you know, this little win he got, I get it. You felt bad for him. It was a very serious debate <laughs> that, um, you know, presidents and politicians, I'm from Canada, Justin Trudeau himself called me and said, this was a travesty. You didn't win my whole, while well, I was brushing his nice hair. The whole point is, it was a serious battle between Darkwing Duck and Mysterio. You know, Mysterio, one of Spider-Man's mm. villains. And I laid out this amazing way for Mysterio to win. Is he more powerful than Darkwing Duck? No. Does he have Toon Force like Darkwing Duck? No. But does he use horrible chemicals and makes people like lose <laughs> their minds the way that's happened three times to Darkwing Duck? Yes. And then Al's like, <laughs> I see better. the clear victory for James. But again, Ray doesn't have a lot going on. He's, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, well, he's going to Burger King every day because that's his big treat. You know, you got to give it to, you know, you got to give it to him once in a while. I get it. You know, the, the, the pity bro, right? But I will say that I will stand by that. The only thing that could ever defeat Toon Force, you got to be a powerful mage. I think that's the only thing that could mess with Toon Force. In our most recent battle, we had Apocalypse, repped by me, defeat freakazoid the 90s comic you know cartoon series who absolutely uses tons of tune force and the power of the internet from 1995 the point is apocalypse <laughs> destroyed him i got the win i destroyed the whole always oh, got tune force therefore he wins kind of you know discussion points i did that you're welcome oh shit oh. Folks, you better tune into that one and to this week's amazing episode. And, of course, check out everything on Comic Crusaders World on YouTube. The family dropped some dope videos this week. We even, Freya from K-Pop Cosmos spoke to a digital version of, of, of a K-Pop singer. Check that out. It's pretty wild. And Johnny dropping dope interviews. And the return of Al Mega and the Comic Crusaders podcast is in August. So stay tuned for that for brand new live shows. And, of course... Stay tuned for updates on the Alma Consulting Services. 
James, thank you again for being such an amazing friend, a wonderful crusader. I look forward to seeing those articles, you know, uh, digging into to your amazing SDCC experience. A big shout out to, to your son too. Uh, th thank you for trooping in with your dad to, to all the amazing people that, that you know, appreciate Common Crusaders and help Common Crusaders, you know, uh, get access and to everyone. Just bless you. We appreciate you. I'm Al Mega. That's James Gazzavi. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Ya tu sabes lo que es. Wepa. Wepa.